Welcome to Centre Church. We hope you enjoyed this message recorded live from our Burgess Hill campus. So we're here today on number four of our series about Jesus Christ and the answer to everything. And Lord, um, the Lord is with us this morning and we're trusting that as I speak, he will unfold some new truths to us this morning. Um, on week one, we took, Wish kicked off the series talking about how Jesus is fully God and fully man. So that's no one else has ever been fully God and fully man. He's the only one, the one and only. And that was a really great week to reflect on that. And then the second week, Piers spoke about the redemptive power of Jesus. Redemption, big word, great word. We're being bought back. We are bought back because of the precious blood of Jesus that we have celebrated this morning in communion. It's a time where we can reflect on that precious redemption that we've had that really changes everything about everything in our world. And then last week, Tom spoke about living victoriously in Jesus and how we need to surrender to him and allow his purpose to dominate our lives how we can respond to that message of redemption. And it's a great thing to think about the response at this time of year, particularly Christmas, really special time. So today I'm going to talk about the power we have in Jesus' name. Jesus' name is powerful. Hey, I'm Desiree's testimony was just perfect for a segue into what I'm speaking about this morning because at work yesterday she spoke the name of Jesus. She, she talked and prayed to God and she asked for that presence to fill her all day and it did and it changed the atmosphere in that department. And you know, today we're going to hear about the way that the name of Jesus is so powerful. And um, so we're going to start off by looking at Philippians 2, 9 to 11. There's quite a few scriptures in this series and in this message again today. So um, let's go for it. Yeah, can you all see that? It's quite small, quite small for me on there. Um, Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. This name is above every every other name. You know, the name of Jesus, actually Jesus is quite a common name in several parts of the world. It's, it's not uncommon to name your child Jesus um, because like here we might name our child, um, I don't know, Matthew or George or all kinds of different names that are very British and common here in this country. Jesus is a common name in some countries. And you know, it means the Lord and Savior of all. And that's a very precious thing to be named. I wonder what your name is and whether your name has a meaning. My name, it's quite cool actually, my name means beauty, purity, and friend. And <laughs> I'm quite chuffed about that. And I know that my parents chose my name carefully because of the meaning it had. And, and I know you, if any of you have got children who you've thought... Per- um, you've thought purposely about the name you've chosen. And the name Jesus was chosen purposely, the Lord our Savior. Perfect name for him. So that name is above every name. Verse 10, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. 
You know, in the New Testament, we read many, many stories of Jesus when he was on earth, how people wanted to touch him. And um, Luke chapter 6, verse 19 says that people tried to touch him because um, power was flowing from him. And remember the lady who had the issue of blood. She'd been bleeding for many years, and, and she touched the hem of his garment. She just touched the hem of his garment. And there was something incredibly powerful about him. Everywhere he went, he just left powerful, powerful trails of his glory. And so this woman, she touched the hem of his garment. And in that touch, something amazing occurred. It wasn't magical. It was something very powerful because of the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus is powerful. Then in Acts chapter 3, verse 16, it says that faith, in Jesus' name, healed people. You know, um, it wasn't just faith per se. It was faith in something, faith in the name, the powerful name of Jesus. You know, many people talk about, I've got a faith, I've got a faith. Actually, what is your faith in is the key, isn't it? You know, if your faith is in a substance, then what's that going to do? If your faith is in an inanimate object or a false god, then what's that going to do? But our faith is in Jesus Christ. And that's the power. In that name, we can see things happen. So the next slide, just a title, God Exalted Jesus. That verse we just read talks about how God exalted Jesus to the highest place. And in that exaltation, that power was made known. And we can turn to him and just know, oh yeah, there is the other verse that I've just mentioned. People tried to touch him because power was coming from him and healing them all. Wherever he went, people were being touched and healed. And then, really exciting thing, that the power then the power that Jesus had is actually in us. So we're going to read this passage because this talks about the power that's in us. In us, not just in Jesus, but in us. And his incomparably great power for us who believe, that power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him, who fills everything in every way. That's just so amazing that we have that power, the power that raised Jesus from the dead that we celebrated this morning. We celebrated that Jesus was raised from the dead. I loved how Piers said that actually Christmas points to Easter, and Easter is actually the culmination of it all because that's where we remember that Jesus died, and in that death, he also conquered sin and death and rose from the dead. And in that resurrection, that's where he was seated in heavenly realms. And then the Bible says that God raised us up in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6. God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him 
with him. Just imagine that for a moment, with him in heavenly places, in heavenly places. And then look at what Jesus was. When he was in the heavenly places, what was he? It says in the last verse, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, far above. And that's us with him. We are with him. We are with him in that, seated in that heavenly realm. And every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also the one to come. There can be many names we can pray to. We could pray to, as I mentioned, other people pray to other things or gods. Um, what do they do? The name of Jesus is the one that if we invoke the name of Jesus, something changes. There's some power displayed through that because everything is under his feet. And then going back to that verse there, we are with him. We are with him, seated in heavenly places. Because we're seated in heavenly places with him, God placed everything under our feet. So let's read that other verse again. His uncomparably great power for us who believe. The power is the same as the mighty strength he, inserted, he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated us with him in the heavenly realms, far above us, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also the one that is to come. And God placed all things under our feet. Amen. Everything under your feet is under Christ's feet as well. So we need to be really conscious of our feet. Actually, Remember the um, armor of God, which says that we're to put on the shoes of readiness of the gospel of peace. And actually, that's interesting because our feet tread upon things that are dirty and things that are at the bottom. And, and so we are taking that gospel of peace, which declares that Jesus is Lord, that he's seated in heavenly places and that everything is under his feet. And everything's under my feet. Everything's under your feet if you know that saving grace and power of Jesus. Amen. That is good news. But to operate in that authority, we need to be under the authority of Christ. And that's what is quite key as well in this. We need to be under the authority of Christ. And so we need to plug into his power. We need to plug into that power. Um, I was thinking about a time not long ago when we were doing lots of work with a drill. And um, I remember coming to use the drill and it wouldn't work. Ah, what's happened? Okay, the battery, it's a, it's a charge, um, it's a um, cordless drill, and it wasn't charged up. Okay, have you ever had that happen to you, where you've got to use a drill or a screwdriver, or maybe it's a vacuum cleaner, and it's not charged up when you need to use it? I mean, that is terrible, because it's got all the power within it, it can do it, it can do the job, it can drill the hole, it can, if it's a vacuum cleaner, it can suck up the dirt on the floor, it can do it, but it's useless if it hasn't got the power plugged into it, isn't it? Have you ever tried to vacuum a floor without the, either the cord plugged in or the cordless bit charged up? What happens? 
It's useless. <laughs> useless. And so we need to be plugged into that power. We need to be plugged in. Yeah. And what does it involve to be plugged into his power? It involves, um, we've got a verse in John 16, 23 and 24. In that day, you will no longer ask me anything. Verily, very truly, I tell you, my Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. In my name. Until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask, and you will receive, and your joy will be complete. It's only because of the name of Jesus. He's like the plug, the electricity coming through into the gadget. Without the electricity coming through into the gadget, you might have got all the potential in the world. But without that plug, plugged in, or the power charged, you're not going to be able to do anything. <coughs> You need to come to him and ask him in his name. We've got the authority of the name of Jesus. You know, if you were an ambassador to another country and you were working in that country, you'd be going on behalf of our king. I was going to say the queen then. Our king in this country. You would be operating on their behalf. Now, we can operate on Jesus' behalf because we've got that authority within us. Remember it said? Everything is under his feet. And we are seated with him in heavenly places. And the same power that raised Christ from the dead lives in us. Lives in us. But we've got to be plugged in. Whatever we ask in his name. In his name. It's got to be in his name. And so that, it's not like a ticket to um, a magic um, it's not like a magic card that you can play and top trumps and, or in a, in a card game where it trumps everything. It's not a magic formula. It's the name of Jesus that we need to know him. We need to come in a connection with him. And there's another verse in the Bible that I'm reminded of as I was looking at this. Um, and it says, some people came saying, Lord, Lord. And he said, but I never knew you. And, and that verse is really important because it says, I never knew you. Not everyone, Matthew 7, 21 to 23, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of the Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? Did we not drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you away from me. And, you know, that's quite a stark um, difference to that whole scenario that we are seated in heavenly places and the whole of everything is under our feet. We're seated with Christ in heavenly places, but everything's under our feet. But what if, what if he says, I never knew you? So this is the key. Do you know him? Do you know him? I know most of you, and I know that you do. Most of you know him, I think. And, and that's what we always need to ask ourselves. Do we know him? Are we, are we in union with him? Like, you might, um, you might have a neighbor that you um, see regularly and talk to, and you know them. And then there might be another neighbor a few doors along the street, and all you've ever done is seen them. You just walked past them, um, and you've said, hello, good morning, but you don't actually know them. What's the difference? 
The difference is communication. And the difference is spending time. If we're spending time with God, if we're spending time in his presence, we get to know him. If we talk to him as a friend, if we kind of come to him every day and say, Jesus, I want to know you better. Jesus, what's your plan for me today? Then that's where you're going to get to know him. He's going to go from being someone you just look at and say hi to, to someone you actually know. That's the key, folks. That's the key. And in Jesus saying, you never knew me. And that's what we don't want him to say about us. We do not want him to say about us. I didn't know you. I didn't know you. Why are you trying to use my name just as a little magic trick? Actually, it's very powerful, the name of Jesus. And it can only be used by those who are in his kingdom, who know him, truly know him, had conversations with him, asked him to come into their lives, take the driving seat. Like we talked about communion is the time where we think about what he did for us, the transaction he made for us on the cross. Coming to him and saying, Thank you, Lord, that you made that transaction. You're my redeemer, as Piers preached about the other week. You're my redeemer. You're my friend, but you're also my redeemer. Thank you, Lord, that you are. Luke 10, 17 says, demons tremble at the mention of the name of Jesus. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. They really do. I think we forget how much power we carry inside us. If we are actually plugged into God and we are letting the electricity of the power of Jesus run through us because we know him, folks, because we know him as a friend and we know him as a savior, if we're letting that happen, the electricity will flow through us. When you turn on the drill, it will work. When you turn on the vacuum cleaner, it will work. When you talk in the name of Jesus, it will have power. It will carry weight. It will actually carry weight. But it requires faith as well to, to release that power. Hebrews 11.6 says that um, we can only have something by faith. And it is in the name of Jesus by faith. We walk by faith, not by sight. We are coming in faith, believing. Faith is the currency of the kingdom of God. Currency is something you make a transaction with. And we come, Jesus made the transaction on the cross, his redeeming power through his blood. And now we're making the transaction of putting our faith in that transaction that he did. The disciples could only operate. You know, it said earlier in that verse that, um, that they, they actually operated in faith in the Acts of the Apostles. And that could only happen because they were plugged into Jesus. They were actually talking um, about someone they loved and knew. They knew him. So how do we pray in Jesus' name? Um, I remember as a child, my mum taught me to use the name of Jesus and it's not just like, as I say, it's not a magic formula, but she taught me to know Jesus as well. And she taught me that you can just say the name of Jesus when you're in trouble, when you're having a difficult time. The name Jesus is so powerful. And remember, the devil hates that name because we're seated in heavenly places. Everything that's of the devil particularly is under our feet because we're seated with Christ in that heavenly realm. So the blood of Jesus covers us. The blood of Jesus is the way that we know that Jesus' power is real. And we thank Jesus that 
When we speak his name, it's not just an empty word. It's a name that brings power. So I remember last year when I was diagnosed with breast cancer, I didn't know what was going to happen to me in those initial couple of weeks. I didn't know the full extent of it. I just knew it was cancer. Horrible thing to hear. Um, and I just, I just didn't know how to pray. And it says in the Bible that the Holy Spirit shows us how to pray when we do not know how to pray. And if you're in that situation, maybe you're in a situation where something in your close relationships has broken down. Maybe a son or a daughter has rejected you or gone away from God. Maybe you've got a health issue to challenge, that's challenging at the moment. Or maybe something's happened in your workplace or something financially. You've got a challenge. And you may not know how to pray. But the name Jesus, I just say that sometimes. And I certainly did then when I got that diagnosis. Jesus, 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 Jesus. And you can just repeat it time and time again. It's okay to do that because you're plugged into him. You're receiving the electricity of the power of Jesus in your life. Just say that name, Jesus, because demons will flee. And anything that is unclean, anything that is of the enemy, worry, doubt, fear, all those things, the name of Jesus causes them to flee. We can pray in his name. It adds power to what you're praying. Thinking about um, what we've spoken about today, I'm going to wrap up in a moment, so if um, Tom or the worship team want to come up, um, we're going to end today by, by just thinking about what it takes to live in that powerful name of Jesus, using the name of Jesus in our lives. So, there's three things. First of all, recognize its power. We need to recognize that the power of Jesus is real, that it is going to make a difference. Recognize, remember what I said, that we're seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, and that what's under our feet? Everything is under our feet. And so recognizing that power, recognizing the name of Jesus, be intentionally plugged in. And that might mean spending more time with God, more time in his word, because actually the word is powerful, the words of Jesus, the words of Jesus that come from his very mouth, every one is powerful. If in doubt, find a scripture that you can say over the situation you're in that's challenging and pray that over and over, as well as the name of Jesus. But to do that, you need to be able to read the word. You need to know where to look things up in this wonderful book. And so reading the word every day, making time, building that time, be intentionally plugged into the power source. Remember what I said about knowing your neighbor. If you don't know your neighbor, you're just going to say hi. If you don't know Jesus, you're just going to say hi, or maybe not even that. Um, but if you do know him, you're going to come to him daily and talk to him. I need you, Jesus. I need your power. I, I believe I'm sitting in heavenly places with you, declaring that in your life. And then thirdly, use it as it was designed to be used. And that is to take that authority, to remember that wherever you walk, you can be like the disciples in the Acts of the Apostles who've been with Jesus, and you're leaving a trail of power behind you. Never underestimate the trail of that power behind you. 
Thank you for listening to this week's message. For any more information or to find out more of what we do as a church, you can contact us at info at centrechurch.uk or check out our website at www.centrechurch.uk.